Hey, Kane. Hey. How you doing, buddy? Good. You can hear me, right? Yeah, hit the video button on the bottom left there. Start video. Oh, yeah. Ah, there we go. There's the legend himself. <laughs> look at your background and look at mine. It's okay. <laughs> the background's for both of us. <laughs> I'm, I'm in my garage, so. <laughs> you, okay, wait a minute. I'll, I'll make you feel better real quick. You going to put something behind me? No, I'll tell you. Oh. Here's, here's behind me. There's my room. <laughs> oh, well, yes, you're right. Okay, so there, there it is. But you know what? I got to look cool. I got to have that up. So. <laughs> ah, how do I do something like that? Well, in Zoom, there's a bottom left there. You can do a virtual background. You can create something or have one that's used and uh, that they give you. But you can create a background when you do interviews or any, you know, just take a picture really? and drop it in there. Yeah. You mean, what do I hit? The icon on the bottom? See where it says stop video? Click the little arrow next to it. And then it says, it brings up a menu. Wait, stop video. Oh, sh yeah, stop video. Okay. Hit that button. Yeah, hit the button next to the little arrow and it brings up yeah. a little menu. Choose virtual background. Oh. And that gives you, those are the pre ones that Zoom gives you. But you can, there's a little arrow, a little plus button to the right saying add video or add, uh, you know, you can add anything you want. Like, check this out. You can be in Vegas, you know, I could have video playing behind me. I could, yeah, there you are. <laughs> Kane Hodder on the beach. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Or you can hang out in Amazing. Vegas. You can hang out with Vegas with me. We can go to the sign, you know? <laughs> yeah. I never knew you could do that. Oh, Shit. yeah, it's pretty cool. And right before you, I was supposed to talk to, uh, um, where is he? I was supposed to talk to Mr. Tony Todd. He canceled on me. So, oh. So the Candyman was a no show, but Jason Voorhees is here. So that's all that matters. How do I get back to you now? Yeah. <laughs> I see both of us. And you're on the beach. Yes. <laughs> You're on the beach. Well, Kane Hodder, thank you for talking to me today. Meeting a legend is such an honor. I'm Generation X. This is really just too much for me. You're the highlight of my summer. And uh, wow. how you been? Terrible summer, I guess. Uh, you've well, had. Meaning if I'm the highlight, then you've had a shit summer. <laughs> well, no, I'm a big movie fan. So this is, this is a total thrill for uh, me. So. Okay. Uh, so let's talk about your new film, The Good Things, that, uh, Good Things Devils Do. Um, I love that this movie takes place during Halloween night. It really sets the tone and the mood for this movie. Yeah, it was, uh, you know, not a completely different character for me. I'm always a bad guy, but, you know, uh, that's okay. What I liked about the role was especially how Jess did the one scene where I have a three-minute scene with the two girls, the, the mom and the daughter, where uh, it never cuts from me. That was all one shot. I noticed that. One shot and never a cut to anything else. And from an acting standpoint, boy, that is a dream come true, man. You never get a three-minute shot because that's basically what it is, a three-minute shot of just me talking, nothing else. And boy, that's... That's a challenging thing, uh, but, you know, so gratifying to be able to like, get that chance. And that was all Jess, man. Well, we're preparing for that. How many takes did you have to do with that? You know, because I, I assume that adrenaline, that first take was a good one. I think, you know, you'd have to ask him, but I don't know if we did more than one. I can't remember doing, 
several takes, certainly. And, you know, when you're given that chance to have a, a, a take that long and you got to deliver or, you know, you won't be given that chance again. And your, your character, Percy, he's not a very nice guy. And it's all about collecting drug money for the boss. And it all goes wrong, doesn't it? <laughs> well, yes, it does. Uh, it doesn't go as he expected and as Percy normally has things go. Um, yes, but you know, again, that, that makes it more of a, a fun type of role. I mean, I'm always a bad guy, but when there's different layers to that evil, then that just makes it more enjoyable, you know? And your battle with the vampire, it got pretty bloody. Uh, tell me, how did you prepare for that scene? Cause it was pretty gross. <laughs> pretty gross. Uh, you know, I mean, well, they're pulling out your intestines. Of course it's good. I gross. know, but, you know, usually I'm the one doing that to someone else. And, you know, when it's happening to me, eh, not as fun. I'll, I'll say that. Uh, being on the other side of the violence is not as enjoyable. But, again, an actor likes to play all sides of all characters. And any, any, any actor will tell you that when you get a chance to do something different, uh, you welcome it. And working with Bill Orbs Jr., uh, another horror legend in his own right. Tell me about that experience. Uh, he's, he's great. He, he reminds me a lot of Mosley. Just in, they both have the same demeanor on the set. They both kind of have a, a, a bad guy look without even trying, kind of just an unfriendly type look. Uh, and, you know, he, he was just a pleasure to work with. We've known each other for a while anyway from the convention scene, but it was nice to be able to work together. And you've done voice work, you know, for the Friday the 13th video game. And is that more challenging at times than on-camera work, just doing voiceover? Well, I mean, the video game, I did all the motion capture too. For, right. for Jason, every, every time you see Jason move in the video game, it's me. It took almost two years to do all the motion capture for the game. And then I did some, you know, noises and stuff. And, and voiceover is a completely different process, as you know. And it's actually, I don't know, to me, I find it easier. Some people find it harder because you can't express yourself on camera because you're just talking into a mic. But I, I find it like the easiest form of acting. Um, and I'm not sure if other people agree with me, but I really enjoy it. And I take it just as seriously. And most good voiceover performers do exactly that. They will be so expressive and stuff while delivering the dialogue just because it helps them deliver it they, the way they want to. So it's funny to have a camera on a voiceover actor who's doing all this crazy shit while talking and people are looking at us and say, you know, you don't need to do that, you know, but that's just uh, how the process goes. And you portrayed Jason Voorhees uh, five times and you spent years underneath that mask. Have you ever met like really young fans who don't believe you when you say I'm Jason? <laughs> well, I don't just normally walk up to a kid on a playground and say, you know, I'm Jason, because that'll get me arrested. 
so uh, I mean, if it's like an adult, like a, an adult fan, like me, be like, no, Billy, that's Jason. And since they're like, no, it's not, you know. Yeah, because he's not killing anybody and, you know, sticking his fist down someone's throat or something. But and by the way, when you say five Jasons, how do you, how are you referring to that? Um, well, just I, I did four movies. Your, yeah, you did four movies. I, I count the video game, too. So, oh, okay. Well, I mean, you, the, you're portraying Jason. I think capture motion is acting. So I always count oh, that. For sure it is. Yeah, it's, absolutely. It's yeah. very it's almost now as a, when I say voice voiceover is easier, I think motion capture is more difficult because you do not have the um, luxury of costume and makeup. You're in a motion capture suit, which is, you know, spandex with sensors all over. So you don't look scary at all. So now you have to be that same character that you portrayed in movies without the add addition of makeup and, and costume and all that. So it's a little more difficult. And the reason I ask why you referred to five is because other people, fans, say that I've played Jason, five Jasons in the movies alone because of part seven, part eight, Jason goes to hell. And then Jason X, I was two different versions of Jason. So that's how they think of at, as five, because I was pre-Uber Jason and then Uber Jason. Well, maybe so it's that's Jason. the only reason I was asking if you were referring to it that way or because of the game. Well, how do you refer? Should I say six then? You portray Jason six times? Well, yes. Let's do it. And, it's official. You know, <laughs> oddly enough, doing the motion capture for the game, uh, I had to do things as Jason that I would never have done on a film. Like people know that in all the Friday movies I did, I would never run as Jason because I thought it weakened the character, just my opinion. So I never ran. But now when I'm doing the motion capture, they come to me one day and say, you know, people are going to be able to play as every version of Jason in the films they're going to be able to choose that version to play as in the game. And I'm saying, okay, what are you getting to? And they're saying, well, Richard Brooker, among others, ran as Jason. Now it's like, wow, interesting, because I never thought Jason would run, but now I'm actually recreating someone else's performance and I have to do them justice because they <clears throat> played the character as well. So I found myself doing things that I normally would have felt wouldn't be right. But of course it was right because it was their version of the character. So, well, you know, I'm, I'm embarrassed to say, you know, Kane, I don't know the origin of how you became to play Jason. I assume it's because of your stuntman background or how did you become Jason that for the first film? Uh, well, I mean, I, I was Jason. I didn't start until part seven. Right, exactly. But I mean, how did you be associated with the character? Right. It was all John Beekler. Uh, I had done a couple movies with John. I was stunt coordinator. John was the makeup effects uh, coordinator on, in particular, a movie called Prison. And Rennie Harlan directed it. And I was a stunt coordinator. John did the makeup. And he asked me if I would be interested in putting on a full body prosthetic 
for a couple nights to shoot in. I said, sure, you know, I've never really done it. And he appreciated how I worked in the makeup because it's totally different acting. And the following year, he got the job to direct Friday the 13th part seven. And no one in the first six movies had ever repeated in the role. <clears throat> so John was like, well, they never really settled on anyone. So he started pushing for me to do it. And the stunt background certainly helped because in that particular movie, Jason had to do so many stunts. It was ridiculous. Um, the most out of any of the movies. And uh, he just campaigned for me and rent and, uh, uh, you know, Paramount finally said, you know, okay, let's do it. We did a screen test even. We, oh, I I'd love to have seen that. I wish that was included on a DVD or something. Oh, I know. That would have been amazing. I saw some stills from it, but John actually shot it on film too. A screen test of me in the makeup killing my, one of my buddies, one of my stunt buddies, Alan Marcus, over and over on film. Then he showed it to Paramount. And that's what's convinced them to say, okay, he's the, he's the guy. And the rest is history. <laughs> and for, <laughs> the rest is history. <laughs> for 20 years, I never knew that Beekler uh, footed the bill for that screen test himself. That wasn't something Paramount said, okay, we'll give you the money here, go do it. He did it on his own because he was convinced that I would be good in the character and, you know, well, if that's not faith in an actor, I don't know what is. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And, you know, I've spoken to Jason Blum, you know, the producer from Blumhouse Pictures, and he's been trying to remake Friday the 13th for years, but he says it's just an illegal, eternal mess. I didn't know if you had any insight on where that is now or what's going on with that, because everything's been rebooted, but Jason is in limbo. Yeah, I mean, from my under understanding, there is one person that owns the Friday the 13th name, and there's another person that owns the rights to the character, something like that. So they can never agree on anything to, you know, make another film. I, I think that's part of the reason that <clears throat> part seven and part eight were called Friday the 13th with the subtitle. Then the ninth one was Jason Goes to Hell and the 10th one was Jason X. So they were no longer Friday the 13th. And so, I, you know, that's, I think, a very simplified version of the, the conflict, but that's what it is basically from my understanding. And I was looking at your filmography. It is exhausting. Uh, you know, how many offers do you think you get a year to be in, in movie roles? Because you're just constantly working. Well, I mean, I guess, so you're saying I'm a whore. Is that what it is? Is that what you're alluding to? No, no, horse. Well, yeah, I guess if you were a slut, that would be free, right? No, I, I mean, I, I do like to work, yeah. obviously, and I do get lots of offers. Anyone that's known for any particular character, I mean, let's face it, if you're a an independent filmmaker and you want people to notice your movie, then you try to see if you can afford someone that has a name in horror. It just makes sense. Because anybody that, you know, a fan would <clears throat> looking at movies and say, wait, Robert England, what? And then they'll give it a second look more than they would if there wasn't a recognizable name. So 
Um, it happened today. I saw your, your name on, on uh, the good things devils do. Kane Hodder was there and I called up the studio. I go, I want an interview. And they go, absolutely. And uh, wow. you're on the beach. I know that right now. And I'm in Vegas, but we made it happen. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm on the beach. All right. <laughs> and I know um, you're an actor and a stuntman by trade. And uh, have you heard any support that the Academy is uh, considering giving out Academy Awards to stuntmen for stunt work? Is there any progress on that? There, it's always been uh, an issue that has been debated. And I don't know. On one hand, I think filmmakers think that, well, just a stunt, stunt person. You know, it's not like an actor performing, and, and which is, of course, totally... Uh, <clears throat> tell that to Tar Robinson, tell that to Hal Needham, tell that to <coughs> Reynolds, tell that to and, so many great stuntmen that have come along. Oh, yeah. And, They've been there since film began. They have been there since the silent era. Right. The problem, I think, and this was always brought up whenever the issue is addressed, <clears throat> is that stunt people can be very competitive. And if there is an Academy Award possible for doing a stunt, and I do think there is some truth to this way of thinking, people may take undue risk more than they would to try and get an Academy Award. So the, the, it's not a safe business anyway, and I've certainly had my injuries. But if you start putting giant awards out, people are going to try to do crazier and crazier things just to reach that award instead of doing what's needed for a film. And, you know, I, I mean, I can't really argue that that could be uh, a possible factor because stunt people are so competitive. You know, with Dar Robinson, and there was a guy named Dar Robinson, which you know, and A.J. Bakunas. I don't know if you ever remembered A.J. They were both the high fall guys in the business. And every year, one of them would do a high fall in a movie a little higher than the last guy. You know, Dar goes 250 feet. Then A.J. does 270. And then Dar does 285. And then eventually it got up to where AJ did 323. That's a high fall into an airbag from 32 floors. That's ridiculously high. That bag high feels fall. like concrete at that height, doesn't it? And he blew through the bag and it killed him. And you know, that is one of the, the factors or one of the cases where people who thinks it will cause undue risk they bring up because they kept besting each other. So <clears throat> there is a there is a little truth to that, I think. And during these times of pandemic, uh, do you miss the conventions? Do you miss the fans? Very much. And people are gonna say, ah, you miss the money. But, you know, well, that's good too. Of course, it's <laughs> nice for the money, but the fans can tell the people that are there for the money and the people that are there because they like the fans. They're not stupid. Fans are not stupid. And they, they realize how much, I, how much fun I have interacting with the fans and stuff. So uh, I do miss it greatly because I've met some amazing people along the way and 
been told some really touching stories about people that were affected by my work over the years. So that's, that in itself is something that makes it all worthwhile. Hey, get off my beach, you little bastard. Well, that's what you get for going to a new beach, Kane. <laughs> Kane Hodder, thank you so much for joining me today. This has been a thrill of my career. I just absolutely adore you. Um, and I can't wait to meet you in person someday. So when these conventions start back up again, I'm in Las Vegas, get out to the West Coast and I'll come get a picture with you. You can sign my, I'll get a signed uh, uh, mask from you. Uh, I just can't wait. I really can't. This has been a total thrill. But I, ne I didn't see you when I was in Vegas. Um, did I miss you? Oh, I think so, because I was there for the World Series of Poker, okay, oh, okay. It, which was all online this year. Right, right. So, but you had to physically be in the state. And then I did a, a signing at a brand new store, uh, like a collectible store that was just opening myself. Danielle Harris was there. And, no, I did uh, not know about that. I would have been first in line. Well, you know, yeah. when things calm down and you get back on the road and things get back to normal, or the new normal, uh, we'll definitely, our paths will cross. Good, and I promise to not choke you too hard. <laughs> well, you in are a foreigner. <laughs> <laughs> too hard for you may be different from too hard for me, so <laughs> watch your ass. <laughs> well, get off the beach, Kane, and we'll talk again soon, okay? Thank you. Pre pleasure.